Buongiorno, ladies and gentlemen, to episode three of the TB podcast. Thank you for downloading the first two episodes, which featured Hands Down and also Bet Grenfell, two DJs that have done great things in the Melbourne scene. And in this week's episode, we're going to go in a little bit different direction with someone who gives us a bit of the behind the scenes access in what actually goes into running these parties and makes all these events happen. From Elite Image Events, Gid Luber has worked behind the scenes uh, at the Petting Zoo, also been a part of Babylon Festival, Earthcore, Yamea, and countless others that we're going to delve into. Gid, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, Trent. Fantastic, mate. Lovely so, setup you have. So Gid's, uh, he's got a nice black t-shirt on there with a nice big white prince. Is that the nightclub or the... Yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's French. Shout out, Sammy Swain. Thanks yeah. for the hookup. Very nice. He's, uh, <laughs> and, how, and how did you get here today? Uh, I had my lovely girlfriend drive me. Oh, very nice. And what tunes were you pumping in the car? Oh, we're actually listening to Monolink's set from Burning Man 2018. She's a massive... Well, we're both massive fans, but she's a huge fan. Yeah. Um, so, and he's actually playing at uh, Pitch next year. So we're definitely keen to, to check him out. Um, but just awesome tunes and amazing to drive through. You do drive love through, you, you do love through. your tunes. Yeah. Um, you're a DJ as well, which uh, we will get into. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, some of the corporate gigs and some of the special events you've played in the last just few days, actually. Yep. Um, you mentioned Monolink at Burning, uh, Burning Man. Did you go to that this year? or No, I was there. I mean, I wish I was there this year. I was yep. there in 2017. What we're, uh, 2016. I was there in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, best party on the planet. Really? Yeah. Well, it's just, <clears throat> it's just different from anything else out there. You've been to a few. I've been to a few, but I mean, this is completely different. And anytime someone kind of asks me about it, um, I just tell them like, you just have to be there to experience it. So I recommend it to, to anybody, whether they party or not, whether they enjoy, um, you know, this style of music or not, it's really for everybody. It's, yeah. it's just an experience. Right. Yeah. So what, what other big festivals have you been to around the world? Um, I've done quite a few. We did, um... Ultra Music Festival in Miami, yep. um, which is like their flagship um, event. Yeah. So it's a different style. It's a big, big EDM uh, festival. And we, we did their 15-year anniversary, so it was spread over two weekends. So who, who headlines? Oh, every, everybody in the, in like the EDM Garrix thing. Garrix and all that kind of... Martin Garrix, Tiesto, yeah. Avicii. Yeah, exactly right. All that style. So And that was also the last time Swedish House Mafia did their did their shows before they went on a break. So that was cool to see. Um, so we've done that. We did the ultra in um, in Croatia. We did Azora in Hungary. Um, Melt in Berlin. Um, so as you can hear, this yeah. man he knows his way around techno and obviously parties in general. <laughs> uh, so with those ones you just mentioned, were you there as a punter or in a working capacity? So a few of them we were working as at um, kind of. Um, over in, so Ash was, Ash, my twin brother. Um, so Ash also he, works with, so it's a lead image events. Just yep. give, I guess, probably a quick backstory before we get to that. Um, like, what would you say your title is or? So, so a lead image events is a company my, my brother started mm-hmm. um, way back in like 10, maybe 10 years ago or so. Yeah, right. Um, pretty much specializes in um, production management, site management, event yep. operations, event management yep. um, of large scale uh events in general so sure. we do everything from like kind of 
smaller niche corporate stuff to um, large scale multi multi day outdoor events. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for ten to thirty thousand people. Yeah, right. Um, so yeah, it just just depends on on what the company is actually engaged to do. Sometimes we're engaged to to run a festival end to end. Um, other times it's purely uh, just production or just site management or just operations. So um, that's kind of like a very general. Um, Explanation as to what yeah, the, sure. what the business actually does. Yeah. So you get to see the fest- the festivals and the events from I guess all aspects from right at the very core idea of hey we've got this idea to throw a festival in an alleyway under the Melbourne Star exactly to actually the pack down and making sure everyone's yeah safe. yeah kind of see it from from end to end before kind of people arrive there and start partying we're kind of there you know a week two weeks three weeks beforehand you mm-hmm. know uh, setting it all up <clears throat> bumping yeah. it all in and I guess we get to see the progression of like an empty site moving into yeah. building for a few weeks and then the big show and then packing down for a week two yeah. weeks after which is uh the not so glamorous part and so how does the progression go i guess from the initial idea of throwing a party to then selling the tickets getting planning permits like i guess there's a lot of back end yeah there. do you have to liaise with governments and yeah security? so so i think this day and age it's that's probably the, the biggest hurdle is mm-hmm. finding um firstly a location and then a, a location that um, you're actually allowed to host people. It's yeah. called the place of assembly permit. Okay. Um, and they're super hard to come by these days, and yeah, because yeah. of uh, you know um, recent issues and not actually not so recent recent issues that have been happening for the last few years, the government and local councils are just making it tougher and tougher for promoters yeah. to 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 uh, host events. Yeah. Um, so I think in this day and age, that's probably the. the First step is to find um, a space that you're actually legally mm-hmm. allowed to throw an event, and then you kind of look into um, looking into you know, what artists are available over that time period, yep. locking in tours, and then you know then it goes into uh, actually building the festival, so you know organising production elements and uh, site yeah. uh, operations and things like that. Um, but yeah, that's kind of just a, the very very kind of uh, general idea of how these events come together. What's the most fun part of your job? Um, to be honest, I love I love the I probably love the the, the two days leading up to an event. Yeah. So like you've got the anticipation because it's super uh, super high high intensity on site. There's so much going on all so the you time. Like the stress. So <laughs> I love I love I love working under pressure. Yeah. So like I love it. So like in the office there'll be fucking. This is am I allowed to, 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 to like <laughs> swear on this? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Cool. We, we I feel like it was like an ABC interview. No, we just um, did a little e box on iTunes and the yeah, cool. Explicit with the little e. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. So you can drop yeah, as make many, sure there's an e there because drop as many flips oh. and sugars as you want. Okay. <laughs> I'm allowed. All right. Um, yeah, my favorite part, the build up to the event for sure. Yeah. Um, just because it's like super high intensity. Sure. I love it. Um, and then obviously show day, or show days itself, where it's kind of it's a bit more relaxed. Um, as opposed to like the build up to the festival, it's a bit more relaxed because like everything kind of runs itself. It's almost like and you, a bit of a relief. Yeah, it? it is. It's yeah. it's super. Well, it's a relief if everything's running nicely, yeah. but it's kind of it's just, you're just there as like more of a um, monitoring role, just mm-hmm. kind of making sure everything's running, um, and you get to enjoy it as well. Like you get yep. to go see the artists that you want to see and meet who you want to meet and hang out with your friends and show them around. So. Yeah, I think that's also a big, uh, a big fun part of the event. I guess yeah. it's kind of like your chance to show off all the hard work, really, isn't it? Yeah, well, like I mean, you've probably been on site. Depending on the event, you've been on site working with you know all the different site crews, and um, you know you're there for two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty exciting to show people what you've built, you know, or what you've been a part of. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So you mentioned some of those big gigs that you've been to all over the world. Yeah. 
Ultra Mal, uh, Ultra in Croatia at Miami. Uh, so explain a bit, like, so what am I trying to get out of here? So how do, how do you get, I guess, initially onto, okay, we're going to Ultra in Miami. Like, how do you get the contract, I suppose? How, how does that part of it work to be like... Yeah, so, I mean, generally it's just networking. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's actually funny. Uh, my older brother um, went to university with... Uh, with a guy who runs a, an event management company in Sydney, mm-hmm. um, and he's you know, friends with my brother, and he came to stay in uh, Melbourne one time, yep. um, and he kind of got to know us, um, and then he said, you know what? Um, he spoke to Ash at the time, and he said, Ash, do you want to come, kind of help me in a, as an assistant, mm-hmm. uh, assistant production manager role for the main stage at Ultra, fifteen uh, yep. year anniversary? And Ash was like, yeah, cool, sick, I'm in. Um, it's funny. Within a week or two weeks later, I'd also book my flights over there. Right. Um, but I mean, kind of in general, it's more of a like a, a networking thing. Like while we were in um, Ultra, we met uh, a really cool Italian dude by the name of Luca. Mm-hmm. Um, he runs a festival called Sound Rome, um, along with a number of other. Uh, festivals uh, i think one's called amore festival it's a new year's techno festival in rome anyway cool dude our age yeah. um we were partying with him having a good time um next thing you know he's like you want to come over to miami next year to do three points festival yeah right. that's a festival i run in, in miami <laughs> like yeah cool so i mean it's it's more just kind of meeting people um and kind of getting along with them i think the most important thing is just to vibe with them first and yeah. people at the end of the day people want to work with people they like exactly uh, but i guess you also have to be good at your job so yeah. um just networking in general i think that's probably the answer to your question yeah sure yeah. now part of your job is booking the acts and the talent yep and the dancers and all that sort of thing yeah um do you have a process of that? There's a lot of um, relationships again with different agencies, or do you like, hey, I'm camel fat, I've been hearing this cool tune I found on SoundCloud. Like, oh, they're getting a bit of buzz, let's get onto them and chase them down, or is it? Yeah, um, funny, actually, funny story about that camel fat thing. So, I mean, specifically with, with Petting Zoo, um, my role is to, to handle um, the booking and touring. Yep. Um, so, I mean, we kind of started the festival. Because we all love house music, yep. tech house music. I mean, that's my passion when it comes to this style of music. I personally love tech house. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> when I was looking at the musical direction of the festival, that's those are the acts that I wanted to book. Yep. Um, so it's funny, specifically with Camel Fat, I was a huge Camel Fat fan for mm-hmm. like two, three years earlier. Yeah. Um, I ended up booking them and then two months, two or three months later, they dropped Collar. Yeah. And so, I mean, that was just a golden horse because um, I, initially I booked them just because I love them and I love their, their, they yeah. were known for tech house music and then they brought out Cola yeah, and exploded. it just absolutely, yeah, just yeah. went mental and it was like on high rotation on Triple J and um, so it kind of brought us a different kind of exposure to people. It was the summer, wasn't it? Oh, it was, it was <laughs> huge and, and, and the whole time we could, just couldn't believe our luck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, with, with kind of booking these artists, um, I kind of just go with what I like. I mean, I also... Yeah read the read the the Melbourne sound and mm-hmm. what people are listening to and and what kind of goes off in the clubs um and then kind of book artists around that at the end of the day like the festival that we run is is more of a like a it's a day party it's good vibes it's fun it's not mm-hmm. like we're not trying to be like a too cool kind of techno festival yeah, you know like underground really yeah we're not we're not trying to do the underground thing we're just trying to be like a fun day party where people can have their hands in the air Yep. Good tunes all day, uh, you know, plenty of confetti and awesome production. 
Um, so that's the kind of vibe we're going for. And I think yeah. house music, uh, tech house music and disco music work really well um, in that environment. So that's kind of how we pick the, the musical direction of the festival. Uh, but who knows, in, 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 you know, in future years, we might mix it up, mix it up a little and um, do a bit more live stuff. Um, but yeah, we're kind of just throwing a few ideas around at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Well, you summed up what your title is because according to your Instagram, which is Instagram, oh, just at Gidluba, G-I-D-L-U-B-E-R, if you want to give him a follow. Um, but he is a self-proclaimed director of fun. So I think you pretty much summed up there. That yeah, you I do like to have fun. Own. I definitely have fun. Yeah. I think your brother calls himself the co- the confetti coordinator. Is that right? Yeah, confe- yeah exactly. <laughs> confetti coordinator. And I, every single year, all he says is, we need more confetti. We need more confetti. <laughs> and um, you know, after doing, I don't know, like 200 kilos of confetti last year, he's like, we're tripling it this year. So get I, I, get excited, whoever's listening and whoever's coming to Petting Zoo. Um, he must sit bring in an umbrella, cutting up a lot of cellophane, does he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. So get ready for 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 some confetti showers. So we mentioned Camel Fat. Yeah. Uh, who? What other gigs? Oh, sorry. What other acts have you just like really been pumped to have booked and like some yeah. of your favourites to have seen at events that you yeah, hosted? So, so in 2016, um, I was a huge fan of Rodriguez Jr. Yeah. Um, awesome. Also a little bit kind of left of center, uh, kind of compared to the different. Unbelievable um, live. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome Got a live. Great set on YouTube as well, playing on top of a mountain. I've, listen, I've listened to it. Circle yeah, do times. Circle do some awesome stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, when I booked Rodriguez Jr., I was like, holy shit, this is our first year festival. We got Rodriguez Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, so I personally love his music. Um, and so that was a real big highlight. And then um, Tube and Burger as well were really big at the time. They were doing, um, they had that song, Imprint of Pleasure, which yep. is like, as soon as anybody hears that melody, they know the track. Um, so that was really cool. Um, so someone like Rodriguez Jr., though, probably not massively known to the, I guess, your normal audience. Yeah. So like, you must get a kick out of, like having an artist like that that is sort of underground yeah, in the scene, and then for for them just like to help kind of really push them. It was definitely um, definitely more underground, and I think it was cool because we had a lot of people come there for Tube and Burger, and yeah. then we closed the festival with Rodriguez Jr. So yeah. I guess people who were there for Tube and Burger got to hear something slightly different, um, and it was he played played his live set, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, which I think yeah it was it ended up being really cool. Yeah. Um, but on the tip of talking about kind of different artists um last year as well obviously the camel fat thing was amazing yeah. um but format b i've been a huge oh, fan of, of format b that heavy tech house <laughs> sound <laughs> yeah <laughs> all out those dance moves yeah. um that heavy tech house sound is what i love and when i booked format b um that was also like a, a super big highlight for me and this year mm-hmm. i guess my i'd say my favorite booking would be latman yeah do you yeah. get much feedback from either the artist or the agency sort of pre and post their tours here or do you even just keep a track of how many follows they might have before you book like let's say I uh, check now and then tomorrow you might announce the artist lineup and, and see if it does get a these guys yeah I mean these guys have like so many followers that yeah. it, it probably wouldn't even register on their on their like Facebook yeah. pages but um but in terms of like speaking to these guys, I normally kind of hit them up before we fly them to Australia. Yeah. Um, and just kind of introduce myself. Yeah. Um you know, ask them if there's any if there's anything they need when they arrive and that kind of thing. Just kind of um, can you just be a friendly face and can you explain what a rider is? Um, so I guess every booking um, every booking comes with 
two types of riders. There's a hospitality mm-hmm. rider and there's a technical rider. Yes. Hospitality rider is things like um, hotel room, mm-hmm. things like um, accommodation, transfers, um, those kind of incidentals, and they all have specifications around them. Yep. So if, a, if an artist only... Um, books with uh, five-star accommodation that'll yep. be in their hospitality ride it'll have you know we only book with hilton marriott that kind of thing yeah um on their hospitality rider is also their uh show day um needs so normally it comes with you know their alcohol what mm-hmm. they want so it can be like high-end champagne and gray goose and yep. beers and uh, kind of gets a little crazy with like specifics on cigarettes and it can get even yeah. crazier than that. I'm so sure it does. That's, that's kind of one side of, of the rider and then there's the technical rider and they just have their technical requirements of pretty much like what setup they use, what they're bringing, what we need to supply them, mm-hmm. what sound system is their minimum, um, you know, what their stage setup is like. A lot of them have kind of specifics around exactly how their decks need to be spaced out. Yeah. Especially if they've got keyboards and like exactly, exactly, because that they'll tell us like you need to make you know a meter, one point two meter space for on the left of mixer for their keyboard. Yeah. Um. So they have like kind of they get really specific about that. Yeah. Um. So kind of that's I guess a. That's the technical writer. I guess as yeah. an artist, the goal is to get to a point where you can be that specific with your requests. Oh man, <laughs> people people get a little crazy with it. They What's do. the um? Have you ever made a big mistake on one where you've copped a bit? Of I wouldn't say like that's something that's something that, like I, I kind of I wouldn't say I pride my work on, but like that's it's it's something that's kind of easy to get right because yeah. it's kind of written on words right in front Very of specific, you and yeah. you and can if, just get it right. Yeah. But like sometimes when you're dealing with like a, a really big festival. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, with like Babylon Festival, yeah. um, I was in a production management role and I was handling all of the artist uh, technical writers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was uh, Zonneveld. It was René of Zonneveld. In um, town at he, the moment, actually. Exactly, in town. Um, yeah. He had just flown in, taken a three-hour drive to... Uh, he'd literally flown in from the airport, taken a three-hour drive to the site and mm-hmm. was like 20 minutes from going on stage. Yeah. And he said... Where are my cigarettes? Yes. And we said, oh, shit. Um, we looked through his uh, hospitality mm. rider. Yeah. And he specked out um, a 20 deck of Winfield Red. Right. So we literally said to him, we didn't want to kind of mess around. And we, I mean, he, he wasn't in the best mood already. Yeah, and we were just like, you know what? We sent a runner to town, which yeah. was like a 30-minute drive. Yeah. Sent a runner to town to pick up a 20 deck of Winnie Reds, mm-hmm. um, brought him back, and then, you know, we had his ashtray and a cigarette yeah, about 10, 15 minutes into his set, so yeah. it ended up working so out exactly. well. But yeah. I'll uh, humble brag, I actually got to meet the man last week. <laughs> talk set, that talk, Trenton. After he set at Brown Alley, and I got to pick his brain with just about some of his ideas for his tunes. He's a pretty fascinating dude, and he's, he's also got an awesome live set on YouTube as well, so if you Google Rainer's Autofeld, you're in for an absolute ear treat. Um, what's the weirdest thing you've seen on a rider? I don't know, like, I mean, you always hear about things, but it's always on, like, a superstar level. Like, you hear, yeah. like, the Rolling Stones and Elton John's, like, yeah. having crazy requirements. Yeah. Um, two goldfish wearing hats. Yeah. Two million champagne. Actually, a friend of mine, actually, it was Luca, um, the Italian guy we met at Ultra. So, he yeah. obviously, he runs that festival, um, Sound Rome. This was probably in 2011 or 2010. Um, he was booking Tiesto. Mm-hmm. And he was a young kid, never booked, like, a huge... Uh, superstar status artist before and on the rider that he was sent it said we need two girls dressed in green skirts to pick him up from the airport (laughs) yeah right Um, so he was like that's weirdly specific yeah Um, 
and he kind of he he organized he organized two it was actually two blonde girls in green skirts. Yeah. So he ended up organizing two blonde girls in green skirts to pick him up in a limousine exactly as per <laughs> his rider. Yeah. And when his tour manager arrived, Luca asked him like what was with the specifics and 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 the tour manager said with new with uh, new promoters who we've never booked with before, we yeah. always throw in those kind of um little random yeah. little requests little to kind of see how um how yeah. your attention to detail is. Yeah, right. So Interesting. I, I didn't know that, and at the time I was like, "Oh, it makes sense, I guess." Yeah, but it was, it was a little crazy. Yeah, cool. I guess Tiesto enjoyed himself. <laughs> I bet yeah. he did. Please excuse this break in transmission as we take a quick break to thank Adam Ward, Mitch G, Eddie, and the team at Full Throttle Entertainment. Full Throttle had strawberry fields absolutely pumping. Those guys do an unreal setup with all the speaker systems. They've got the largest range of function ones in the Southern Hemisphere. They also run the the market stage at Rainbow Serpent. They're a full-service entertainment production and design house. They specialize in boutique audio, lighting, and video solutions, focusing on delivering the best in-class production for festivals, nightclubs, live shows, corporate events, and heaps more. So thanks again to Adam, Mitch, Eddie, and the entire Full Throttle team. You can find out more about Full Throttle Entertainment at hearnoevil.com.au. Thanks again. And now, back to the pod with Elite Image Events, Gid Luber. So you've done, like, obviously events of all sizes. Is it a challenge to create, I guess, a, well, obviously the layout of the event's one thing, but making sure it is a safe environment, whether it's for 300 people or 30,000 like that must be a challenge, I guess, with you know things like toilet blocks and en- entries and exits and like things that as a punter you go to and you're like, oh, I've just got to drive down this dodgy road. But there's obviously a reason why we're camping where we are and why the toilets are where they are and where the lights change colours and confusion when you're trying to walk back to your campsite. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we've but, all been there. Yeah. Um, logistically, like that must be a challenge. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I, I guess. With kind of sites, it's funny because when my girlfriend tells me all the time, like when me and when me and Ash walk into a space or a venue, it's automatically we're kind of planning a party, and it could be a synagogue, and Mm -hmm. we'll be inside the synagogue, being like, "All right, that's where um, the DJ booth is. That's you know entry and egress. We're gonna you know we we put the VIP tables up there, and we kind of start planning it Mm -hmm. out. So I guess it kind of comes naturally when we walk into a site. It's a bit more difficult when you're kind of in like open land. You've got acres and acres to work with because it's just a major head fuck, and you need to start from scratch. Um, But yeah, I guess. You, you kind of just work on it. You look at a site, you look at a number, yep. and you need a number of heads to look look at it to kind of figure out what the best, um, you know, uh, access for entry is, um, to kind of look out for, for safety, yep. where the best place is, is to camp. And, um, you know, there's just, I think it kind of just, you, you look at it and you look at what logically works. Yep. Um, and then you also have to abide by, you know, think you mentioned uh, toilets and traffic management and things like that. There's, there's a minimum with the... the uh, permits that you get there's a certain minimum um that you have to abide by that's like um, per thousand people or whatever yeah, right? yeah yeah like you know security numbers for example yeah. um i know the um the law states that you need uh two security guards for the first uh, 100 people mm-hmm. then one security guard for every 100 after that okay yeah. so those are the kind of um yeah those Just, are the kind of rules or regulations that are put in place yeah. same goes with toilets i don't know the specifics around toilets but there, there's yeah. a certain kind of um level of hygiene that you need to keep up yeah um for someone, yeah for someone who is starting out their own festival like what's one thing that you would like 
either a tip, a bit of advice or something that they might not think about that they should definitely be prepared for? Um, first, first word of advice is lock down your venue before you do it. <laughs> There's too yeah. many kind of events these days and it's just too difficult. I mean, not too difficult, but like that's probably the biggest hurdle. Yeah. It's, it's locking down a venue. Once you've got a venue, the rest is kind of... The rest is, is very obtainable. The only yeah. thing that's that's kind of up in the air is whether you can actually secure a venue. Yeah, sure. Um, especially if you're trying to do something different. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you're doing like a club show or something that has a permanent license, that's easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're kind of going out bush or going out into the unknown, that's yeah. where you're going to kind of start to strike issues. Yeah, of course. Um, so that definitely is a, as a new promoter, um, locking down a venue, number yeah. one. Yeah, for sure. Now, to put my sound engineer's hat on for a minute, once you've got that... Uh, the venue or the, the site set up. Yeah. Like, I know you've yep. been part of, I'm not really sure, your levels with Earthcore and also like Babylon, but for example, Earthcore, I know they had those at the pylon site, like those nice big valleys and they kind of work like just big sound tunnels. And at, um, at Babylon, there's like kind of the, what would you call it? Almost like a, what did like a walkway? No, not a walkway of trees. Where was this? Kind of like, In the, um, like the side stages. You know, the little, like, the, like, the small stage. Um, no, like, you know where the size stage was? Like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, 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 Like, there's yeah, the valley yeah. of trees to the right, but then yeah, it kind yeah. of curves around to the left. Yeah, yeah. Like, it kind of created a natural valley around the dance floor. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So, like, do you, does that sort of stuff come into account? Sound-wise, it does. I mean, for, for, for travel of sound is probably the most important thing, especially when you're doing, like, an outdoor festival. Yeah. Um, like, when you're bringing in massive festival rigs, yeah. um, no matter how far away your neighbours are, whether they're, yeah. you know, 500 metres away or 10 kilometres away, those big low end sounds they travel yeah. um, and to having that kind of topography of the land that kind of that has, creates a valley around mm-hmm. the dance floor that's probably where it's going to benefit you the most yeah. but those big outdoor rigs they sound amazing outdoors it's yeah. probably difficult I mean unless there was like a, a wall kind of right in front of the, the speakers that's where yeah. you're going to hit issues but if you've got big open land yeah. sound is going to be amazing um, but I think those kind of valleys and uh, I think they just help with with uh, with yeah. with you know, mitigating the sound, but then again, I'm not an audio engineer, so I'm probably yeah. so I who, could be talking out of my ass. So is that the company who brings in the speakers? That's their job to kind of work on that. Yeah, yeah. They normally so guys? like when you engage a, an audio company, um, they generally it, it, depending on, on kind of what level you're engaging them for for a big large scale festival, they yeah. normally bring an engineer um, and they'll kind of program um, their sound yeah. or the, the, their speakers for their stage. To sure. make it sound the best with the within the, the area that they're in. So okay. yeah. All right. And enough enough on the technical. Yeah, <laughs> you're getting me lost. Favorite, fest- <laughs> favorite festival you've ever been to? Burning Man. Okay. Yeah, I didn't have to hesitate, but it, yeah, if we're not talking Burning Man, because I think that yeah, that's just it was just seven days of heaven. Yep. Um, shit. Uh-huh. Favorite ones have worked at? Uh, Defcon one. All right. In, different in, different in sound. Sydney? I hate the music, yeah, in Sydney. Yeah. Um, we've done that two years in a row now. That's out, outdoor trance. Yeah, outdoor uh, hard style. So yeah. out there for like four weeks at a time kind of building the festival. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate the music, but the crew we work with, and we see them once a year, yeah. um, but it's just an awesome vibe. I mean, it's 16, 18-hour days for four weeks on end, no yeah. break, no weekends, no nothing. It's yeah, literally wow. just like wake up 5 o'clock in the morning, go to bed 10, 11 o'clock, yeah. and do it all again for four weeks straight. So yeah, it's, right. it's mentally punishing yeah. and physically punishing, but, rewarding. but it's rewarding and it's so much fun. Yeah. yeah. Now, let's slip to one of your other careers, Oh yeah, which okay. is kind of related. So you mentioned to me recently about some of your DJ gigs. So yep. um, actually, 
Okay, so now we're going to play... <laughs> Amazing. Okay, so now we're going to play uh, a little game that's becoming a staple in this show, which I call... Awesome. I come with the great name of Show and Tell. Um, so basically, I dig through the uh, social medias of our favorite guests here and whack a picture up on the screen, which you'll find by going to trentoff.com slash the hyphen TB hyphen podcast. Um, and there'll also be links to that in the SoundCloud. So basically... What I'm going to do is there's pictures going to come up. You're going to tell us about what the hell's going on. Yeah. And then the audience can um, have a click and, and follow through as well. Go so um, this first one here is, it's a split picture. There's a lovely pool, nice blue sky, little white marquee. The tag is can't wait to play here again next week. Akbar Beach Club. So whereabouts is that one, Gid? Uh, that is in Koh Samui, Thailand. I think this was actually like one of my f- very first posts on Instagram. I was kind of late to the game. Yeah. Um, to but, 2014. Yeah, 2014. Okay. Yep. I think my friends in 20, 2012 or 2013 were telling me to, to get Instagram and they always tagged me in photos as Kid Needs Insta. Or <laughs> at Kid Needs Insta. Yep. Um, yeah, in this photo, this was one of my first international gigs. Yeah, so, um, so you're DJing at this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was DJing. It's Akbar Beach Club. It's their most famous beach club in uh, in Thailand. So how the hell did you get that gig? Um, my very first time in Thailand. I went like four years in a row over yeah. the same period. <laughs> of course you did. Yeah, stupid, <laughs> but like it was hella fun. Um, yeah. yeah, so my very first time in Thailand, um, <clears throat> I just, one of my mates, I was actually, I just started DJing at the time. One of my mates who was with me said, Dude, go up and play, go up and play. And I was that guy. I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want to be that guy who kind of walks up and asks to play. Anyway, my mate walks up to the DJ at the time and goes, oh, can me and my mate play? Can me and my yeah. mate play? Somehow the guy let us play. So they had what, CDs there or what? Yeah, they, it was back back in the time when we had CDJs and we literally were playing on CDs. Yeah, nice. Um, so, yeah, um, we ended up playing a few tunes. I got the name of the guy who, like, manages the bar. Um, I hit him up, like, a few days later. Yeah. Ended up playing... Um, at Akbar again on that trip yep. but in this photo this was the following year um, I'd been speaking to the guy um, before I flew to, to Thailand yep. um, and he set me up with a few dates um, that I could play at Akbar Beach Club which was their yep. renovated uh, version with the new pool and the, sure. um, the elevated marquee and things like that so yeah yep. that was, uh, that so was yeah, that gig do they just do it like you just play there or do you, is it like you know face on posters and all that kind of like <laughs> no they do they do fa- face on posters and yep. somewhere in my Instagram as well yep. um but yeah, it's a, it's a sick party because literally everybody goes there. It's like the place to go and you just have thousands of people. <laughs> that is good. I'm uh, I'm currently looking at a photo of Trent uh, tied like up my, in his... Uh, <laughs> my natural screen is so just rolled onto one of the finest. We might have to add that one on so there, good. Actually. That's from my, uh, my Man, Berlin we'll, Bonnage and Beats When we do party. an interview of you, that's the first photo that's going out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, probably won't be good. Um, all right, uh, producer Julian is in charge of the show and tell. Julian, what is our next picture we've got here? Now, this one <laughs> is um, spot the difference. So it's a picture of, this is from Ash's Insta, uh, just hashtag twinning. Uh, how, how old are you here? Um, 2014, so what's that? Four years ago, yep. I would be, twi- I was probably 22 at the time. Yep. Um, Do you remember that, where that was? Thailand as well. That was the, That was... The following year after the one we just spoke about, that yep. was also that I know exactly where that photo was taken. Um, Coco Hut's uh, hotel, that's where we were staying, and yep. that photo was taken on New Year's Eve. You and your brother go on all the trips together, or do you actually? I'd say most of the trips. Like, I think we've traveled separately probably 
twice. Yep. Um, well, once to the petrol station and once to the shop. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, together we work together. Uh, we may as well be conjoined. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that photo was taken in Thailand. I think we've been to Thailand a few times together since. So always a bit of fun. Very nice. Yeah. What's next, big dog? <laughs> Do you want to, would you like to describe what's going on? All right, here? yeah, score. Um, it's the tag says morning patrol at Earthcore Festival. Yeah. And it's a photo of uh, me and my brother driving around on a buggy, literally doing our morning patrols, just uh, kind of managing the site, making sure everything's running itself, yep. stages are just starting up. To be honest, I think the first six or 12 months of knowing you guys, all I knew of you was in these little RTV buggies driving around with uh, some sort of lanyard on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to guess which one was which. Yeah, I think it was Beck who, Beck Renfeller actually... Um, guessed in episode caught, two. Yeah, guessed in episode two. She... <laughs> Uh, what's it called? Cl- not cl- um, she called us whatever uh, buggy boys or buggy, buggy bandits or something like bandits. that. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, definitely an easier way to get around on a on a festival site, and it's a bit of fun as well. Um, but yeah, this was Earthcore Festival. I'm not sure which year, maybe 2014 or 2015. Yep. Um, on our morning patrol, getting up bright and early, going for a cruise, going to pick up uh, pizza in the morning, pizza for breakfast, no doubt, and then going along our daily duties. I've just realised I've had got a bit of a trend going so far with twins as guests. I know. Oh, yeah. There you go. Wait, Shannon's not, Shannon's not a twin? No, Shannon's not, but... Okay, no, okay. Uh, Lee Boy's basically... He's yeah, two. surely. Yeah. <laughs> we've, got a, we've got a few more to go. Um, so this one... Yeah, well, this one pretty much sums up what you've talked about for most of this. How good is that? Notice the naked dude right behind my mate, Shen. Completely butt naked. Yep. Literally backed up right against him. Um... <laughs> Yeah. Is, is he is he from Melbourne? Who the guy yeah. on the right? Yeah, Shen, yeah. Oh He's no, no, the naked guy. Far right? Uh, yeah. No idea. Looks familiar, but no idea. Um, that's Burning Man twenty sixteen. Yep. Um, district dance floor. That's where the party is every day. Um, I got my Admi on LinkedIn sign. You guys love your signs at Dorfstone. Yeah, you, you got to do it. Yeah, it's, it adds a bit of flavour. I think and... actually my first memory of yours is one that might pop up a bit later. <laughs> Here we go. Rainbow. Uh-oh. But, um... Um, yeah, so this is my Admi on LinkedIn sign. I just thought it was funny, um, kind of that juxtaposition of being yeah, at like a really dirty off. festival and yeah. asking people to add me on a professional yeah. profile <laughs> website. So, yep. um, yeah, that was pretty funny. And um, so what was your mate's name on the right there? Shen, Jeremy. Because uh, one of the silly questions that I like to ask people is if a naked bloke jumped on your back, would you leave him on or pull him off? Uh, clearly, mate, he, he left him on and took a photo with him, so... Yeah. What would, you, <laughs> what, what would you do? If a naked guy jumped on my back, or do I know the guy? Would you leave him on or pull him off? What, do I know the guy? Hmm, I don't know. Yeah, like... It doesn't, doesn't matter. I, yeah, I think it depends on the circumstance, but most likely ask him to get off politely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, right, right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd leave him on then pull him off but that's just leave him on then pull him off that's just between you and I give him, give him a few <laughs> seconds yeah <laughs> um, uh, so this one is a picture of Ash uh, with the tag when the local area commander pops in for a tour so he's one of the policemen there uh, just I guess describe what it's like to to liaise with I guess the police and different security and things like that when yeah. you're planning a festival um, and I guess once they start once they start they yeah, it's just pretty, pop in surprises or uh, definitely not these days um, you get a lot of heads up and yeah. a lot of people actually don't know this but um, there's something called user pay police which yeah. is like a mandatory thing these days where police pretty much make you pay yeah. for their presence sure. so they'll tell you before the event mm-hmm. we want four five 
hell of a event, obviously, depending on the size yep. of the event. But we want four or five user pay police at the event, so and they the, ch- and they charge you for the, them. That's just to deter, deter dickheads, basically. Yeah, pretty much deter dickheads. But they also kind of, um, depending on whether they're running an operation or not, um, yep. they could have their canine unit. Um, they could be doing uh, you know, a boost patrol, whatever it is. Um, but they, yeah, I mean, in, in this specific scenario, uh, that was the local area commander. That was at Earth Corps in Sydney when we did the national oh, tour. Yep. Um, so those guys were coming down. And the hashtag is Nanny State. So th- that's really exactly what it is. It's an absolute Nanny State. And you, we just had hordes of police standing outside the event yeah, um, walking through the event there's actually another great photo that I've got on my phone and yeah. it's probably there's probably 10 or 12 cops and there's a photo of me kind of pointing in the other direction and Just it's like casually get the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah right. um, but uh, well, yeah. I won't ask him any more questions about that because no. I won't I don't oh, it's, pretty, it's, not, it's not very sensitive but yeah obviously yeah. With, a, with a nanny state and all these regulations and the crackdown on drugs and all that kind of stuff yeah. um, it's mandatory to have police there um, and they're just you know firing at uh, spe- specifically um, yeah. electronic music festivals they're, they're yeah. everywhere these days and you can't really get away from them yeah, yeah. sure we'll, uh, we'll leave it at that yeah um, I think we've got one or two left so now this one is a very recent one and was going to get to kind of my question earlier about your other career, which is the DJing gigs, which we touched on with the uh, with yep. the poolside pick. Yep. But this one is at the Birdcage in Melbourne. How long ago was this one? Uh, cup day. So that was about three right, days ago. <laughs> I've been at the races for the last like three or four days. So I think cup day was the first one. Yeah. I honestly have no idea. This is my very first time at the races. I like. I normally don't. So it's can, not my thing. Can you tell us what your role is there? Yeah. So I, I have a agency. I mean, I've been DJing for like ten years, probably nine or ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, I started off doing you know um, whole type of events like eighteenth, twenty first, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's how I um, started as well. Yeah, exactly. Yep. A little then mobile, kind of, a little mobile setup. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, I had the speakers and a little set. Exactly. Yep. Exactly what you had. Yeah. Um, then it kind of moved into the private. Uh, private event scene doing a lot of that still doing um, you know 18th and 21st and that kind of stuff yeah. and then I did like for five years would do the club rounds and it was during like the um, the EDM boost like when everything blew up and like yeah. uh, you know Avicii was cool like all that during that whole kind of era for like five years I was playing three times a week so I'd yeah. play it like um, I'd have a residency at like Circus um, Boutique 7 uh, Jet Black um, and a number of other places. What's, your, what's your DJ name? I just went by my name back in back in, back in that day. Everyone just went by their name, so it was yeah, just sure. Kid Luba. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I was doing those rounds for a long time, and then more recently, probably within the last two years, I <clears throat> I got um, asked by an agency to to join them. Mm-hmm. So like, they do like entertainment for a lot of like high end gigs. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. This was my first year at the races, and I got to play uh, in the Birdcage, which is apparently. A big deal. Yep. So um, what sort of tunes are you playing in there? All like um, old school house, like cool. really cool, like fun house. I, I got to actually re- revisit my Ministry of Sound days. Yep. I can't wait. For the all that style, you know, my, my, my. Yep. I got uh, lots of pictures in my head. Yeah, yep. all that kind of stuff. I so, see girls here, yeah, there, and everywhere. Yes, yes. So <laughs> it's so much fun, and people resonate with that so much. People love that era. Like the yeah. 2007, Ministry of Sound 2007, that yep. era was like... Yeah. Monumental. Everybody can li- like in 2018. People are still listening to it. So, yeah. all that specifically Birdcage gig was just yeah. like house music all day. Yeah. Um, and I got to play some like R and B a bit later on when people loosened up. Yeah. yeah. And those gigs where it's like the 18th or the 21st or the 40th, where you get booked to play from like 
seven till 12 for I don't know, a few hundred bucks, but then all of a sudden you start packing up your gear and the drunk uncle wants you to keep kicking on and he starts paying you 50 bucks a song. You've had a few of them? Uh, yes, I had a few of them. <laughs> I had one, one guy at Jet Black years and years ago um, and he kept on bothering me with this one song I really didn't want to play. And then at one, I don't, I don't remember what the Boy? song. I don't remember what the song was. And then he just comes up to me and throws a hundred bucks in my shirt and says, "Can you play it now?" And I said, "Kill." Yep, that's the power of negotiation. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where you got to hold out. Well done. Yeah. Um, you also learn the tricks on the long songs you can get away with. So like uh, weddings, American Pie is a good one. You know, for sure. Nine minutes if you need to go for a piss or call a girlfriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plenty of that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Exactly. So that's a bit of fun. Cool. Uh, is that all? We got one more. One more to go. Here it is. Here's the big one. This, this is, is our first member seeing you guys. Yeah, this one made some You've noise. got to describe exactly what it is. So this one made a bit of noise. Um, just decided one year that I was going to go a little crazy um, and just decided to go buy a whole lot of... Uh, Bondage? Bondage outlet. Black leather. Yeah. So I just went to a whole change, bunch of sex shops. Just hat. went a little crazy with it um, and just ended up... And then, I always wanted to make that sign at a festival here for the gangbang. From, from old school. From old school, yeah. exactly. So, and I just didn't know when I was doing it. I said, you know what, fuck it. This is going to be the time that I make my here for the gangbang sign. It works perfectly perfectly with the outfit. Uh, so I pulled out the sign. and uh, Did it lure any in? Is that yeah, well, it definitely made some noise, that's for sure. Is that how you met the missus? She, yeah. she was just drawn in by the gangbang? Yeah, I met the missus a long time ago. I think she was... She was um, Interested before the gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Well, that's all for show and tell. Um, so we'll get on to, I guess, what you guys have got coming up next. Yep. Uh, you're working on a new venue. Do you yep. want to um, do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, new. It's well, it's actually like a hundred year old uh, timber mill in Port Melbourne. Yeah. We actually found it when we were looking for a venue. Uh, for Petting Zoo in 2016. Uh, at the time, it didn't work out, but we saw the potential in the space. We're like, holy shit, we need to turn this into like a fully functioning yeah. uh, you know, venue. So, Yeah, <laughs> so literally it took us two years to get the permit after jumping through 10,000 hoops from council. I mean, getting a liquor license for you know 1,500 people is impossible these days and mm-hmm. council don't want to make it happen. So um, we just had you know, a whole bunch of engineers and consultants and um, that kind of stuff help us eventually get it across the line two years later we get our liquor license we get our permit um so we've been building this space for the last six months i'd say actually like uh, doing construction on there um so essentially it's it's going to be an open format event space we got uh, obviously the license for 1500 but we have this huge grass area out the front which is beautiful astroturf we have this massive indoor warehouse party Warehouse party. That's that's my train of, that's my train of thought already. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a massive indoor warehouse, um, perfect for kind of really any. It's so versatile. You can do whatever with it. You can you know large scale corporate people can come in and throw a big event, or you can do you know a big techno party, or you can do a day festival, food trucks, moonlight cinemas, really whatever. It's it's that big and that versatile. Um, it's going to appeal to to really sure. anybody. So, so you're going to have like a weekly Saturday night, Sunday, other type thing so there, or we're, we're, yeah, we're looking at doing something on a Sunday, like. Yep. Kind of like a picnic vibe, um, like a Sunday sesh kind so of like, thing. Where like we every do, week? Yeah, every yeah. week or every two weeks um, sure. over the summer. It, <clears throat> it might be too late for this summer, but definitely next summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and do like um, have entertainment, beer gardens, that kind of stuff where people have a cool place to chill out in the sun yeah. um, and hang out. But more importantly, I think between now, between 
I guess now and next year, we're really targeting um, like big corporate clients, um, cool niche events and festivals. Um, yep. Yeah, I know we've got the AFL Christmas party. Oh, right. A month. That's fun. Yeah. That's super cool. We literally just locked that in and we got like some cool boxing matches that, I don't know, just, we, we just want to do something completely different with the place. So, yeah, cool. Um, yeah, it's something kind of filling a void that Melbourne doesn't have. And so. worst case, you can always just chuck out the here for the gangbang sign and see who involved in. <laughs> yeah, should, should bring them running. Cool. So, um, you can find out more about that at uh, the underscore timber yard. Oh, my um, man, Tranty. Thank you for the thank you for the, the pump. No worries. Uh, you can also find more about Git at Elite at Elite Image Events. Um, what, <laughs> what else is in the pipeline? Um, the next the next thing is uh, is petting zoo in, is. in five weeks. So yep, gearing up. Um, so tickets looking, still tickets still available online. Yeah, tickets still available or online. Up, We've uh, reached out our final. Or hit up Trent.com. Yeah, hit up definitely hit up Trent. He's, <laughs> he's your man with the connect. Um, yeah. As a matter of fact, no more tickets are available except for except through for Trent. Trent. Yep, they're all going up to three hundred dollars. That's uh, <laughs> at Trent Bice. Uh, yep. What's your What's your Instagram handle? Uh, Trent Loss. Oh yeah, that's it. Um, or Trentoff.com. You can find the info Trent, on there. Trentoff.com. Trentoff.com. He'll, he'll give you a good price. Yes, not Trent on, we yeah. get Trent off. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so Petting Zoo. Yeah, so who, who we got headlining the Petting Zoo? Headlining, um, Dennis Cruz, um, Lapman. We've got Friend Within, Miguel Campbell, Rafa Rafael, Angelo Ferrari, um, just a few of the internationals to, na- to name a few. Yeah, let's pump some of the locals as well. Pumps, Steve yeah, Moore, definitely. I was, I was just moving on to the locals. Um, got, got your boys uh, Shannon and Lee Boy on for their first year. We got a few returns for the year. Obviously, we got uh, you know the regulars, Boogs, Spacey. Yeah. Um, you know we've got oh fuck we've got so many we've so, got the, the Italian boys. Yeah. Uh, so Francesco. Stage, how many stages are you looking at? Look, we're doing three stages this year. Yep. Um, so we got yeah has main the lo- stage. Has location been announced yet? Location has been announced. Yes. Happy to say. We are locked in at Yarra Park, Park, which is right next door to the MCG. If anybody doesn't know where that is, check our location uh, release on um So is that on the Facebook. one in between the, the MCG and... Richmond Station. Oh, it's like it's yeah. literally like a one-minute walk from Richmond Station, um, between Richmond spa- Station smart. and MCG. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that'll be a big party. Um, mm-hmm. We kind of like opened up the park um, using kind of two sections for, I guess, the market area and side stage and then yep. the main stage area. So super excited. Five weeks to go. We've got artists flying in. Um, after party at the Timber Yard? I know. After party just announced. Actually, no. Shit, we haven't announced it. We're announcing it on Sunday. So I just... Okay. Well, I, this won't get posted until after... No, that's yeah. all, either or. I mean, it doesn't really matter. Well, keep, give me exclusive. Keep, give me something. Yeah, okay. I'll give, give you the people the, what they want. I'll give you the exclusive. Um, I was actually chatting to you about it today. I was actually at my mate's house who does all our... Um, Video work. Yep. Anyway, after party is at Prince Nightclub, uh, featuring. Is that uh, why you're in the Prince T-shirt? Uh, yeah, kind of I mean, look, he, he is he's my business partner, but um, yep. he also clothes me from time to time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, after party, right after the festival starts, I think probably eleven to midnight. Uh, featuring Friend Within and Rafa Rafael. If anyone knows the track, this is how we do. It's like the big we'll techno tune. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Well, it's um, originally a game. And there you go. Sand, right? I, I'm a big hip hop head. That was like oh, my, wow. I was. That was on repeat for me for like for six months. Yeah, and the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the rest exactly. Um, but yeah, that's that's the exclusive after party should be announced this coming Sunday. I'm not sure when your when your uh, your post sure. goes live, but yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so festival, after party, 
and then uh, after after party. Cool. Um, well, I guess do you want to go down the hip hop thing? You got a bit of time? Yeah, or? but I can I can go down the hip hop. I mean, look, to be honest, I've, I'm more of a um, how do I want to say it? I, to be honest, I just like dirty strip club rap. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't call myself so a hip-hop... So hundreds, hundreds. Yeah, hundreds, hundreds. I, I wouldn't call myself a hip-hop connoisseur. I don't want to label myself that, and I don't want to say, like... I woke you know, up I in my new Bugatti. Yeah, is all that that, 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 right? that dirty shit. Exactly yeah, right. Cool. Ace Hood, woke Candy up Shaw. in my new Bugatti. Yeah. Um, that's, 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 that's my vibe. I just like yeah. shit with a good beat, and I yeah. love... Um, I'm more, I'm more fan of like the the actual beat, like the producers. Just, yeah, of course. Um, Mike Will made it. Mike Will made it. Yeah. Scott Storch. Like, yeah. <laughs> the guys who are just... I've been pumping a lot of uh, Timberland shock value lately. Do you remember uh, that one? Old school, yeah. That was huge. That track was fucking epic. That got me when into I, Dude, when I heard that track for the first time, The Way I Are, yeah. that beat is amazing. Yes. Yeah. So that's the kind of vibe I just like, you know. Can you get that up? Yeah. Really? <laughs> oh, I can probably, probably get it. And I'm pretty sure there's a, fuck, there's a remix of it and it's fucking epic yeah. as well. See, there's those two under tunes I'm trying to find remixes of to play because like, you kind of see a lot of the techno elements in them. I might use it. Yeah, yeah. Is it oh in- shit, it's going down in here. Is it in my history? Oh, here we go. You, look look oh, at what we've been pumping here. I love, your, his- I love your history, My history way. here, we've got... Touch it, touch it, bring it. Ludacris, yes. This is my shipment now. So here you go. Is this the sort of stuff you're talking about? Yeah, so this this is the stuff that got me into it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking tune. We can go into a lot of all the, all the loot up. <clears throat> when I was in grade five, yeah. um, when all my mates were listening to, I don't know what the hell they were listening to, but yeah. I was listening to um, Ludacris Roll Out, you know, Roll Out. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Um, um, Southern Hospitality is like, like Throat and Bowls. Do you know that one? No, not, not, not sure of that one. Uh, with the women in the... To, oh, dude, of course, and of course. Some big Mate, check that one on. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> We're just going to get deep But later. that vibe, that's what kind of got me into it. Yeah. <clears throat> do you get to play them at your corporate gigs? Um, yeah, dude, I love to do some throwback stuff. A throwback yeah. R&B is a dance yeah. floor. Um, and, the, and the videos that have got like, there's like stories. There's always a little prelude. They're rocking up in the car at the party. Dude, they... Oh, Early 2000s videos are the best. Oh... And the cars as well, that were my favourite too. Even the producers as well, it's like Pharrell, Timberland. Oh, it's yeah. like, this was their era. Jermaine Dupree. So yeah, the Super Bowls in Atlanta this year, they're saying they should have all the, um, all the old, old school Atlanta hip hop artists playing at half time, but instead, do you know who they booked? Who they booked? Maroon 5. Yeah, standard. <laughs> yeah. Dude, if they did an Atlanta trap half time, I would fucking fly to America for it. Who would you have? You'd start off with... You wouldn't start off with Outkast. You'd kind of build to him. What, Takashi? Huh? Did you say Takashi? No, Outkast. I was about to say, mate. He ain't Atlanta. No. Um, yeah. Um, Atlanta rap. Like, I don't know. Gucci Mane and shit like that. Like, yeah, you have Jermaine Dupree in there. Jermaine you have, like, Migos and stuff. <clears throat> All that kind of stuff, yeah. yeah. Migos is definitely Atlanta. How good with the videos back in the day as well? Yeah. Hype Williams made some awesome ones. Do you know... Um, have you seen Bad Boys for Life videos? Yeah, oh. It's got like so many celebrities in it. Dude, this beat was fucking hot. Yeah. Oh, dude, and who are these soccer players? My friends always knew them. They're like famous soccer players. We were talking the other night about, um, about uh, when we were growing up and different, like making mixtapes and that sort of thing. Yeah. 
What I used to do with um, so I'd have, I'd whenever we'd have parties, I'd record Channel V. This is before you could make a playlist. I'd always just record Channel V. Or Bro, you had Channel songs. V. You live in luxury, man. All right, <laughs> and then you'd like or even rage or video hits but you like cut it like up it. so you had all the film clips so then when people come over you just had all the party tunes ready to go but bad boy for life was like i think that's the one that blocked the speakers in mum and dad's old tv because we used to <laughs> ben stiller's right at the start Dude, how like, good is it like, pop, 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 doody, pop. Yeah, pop, pop, doody, pop, pop. <laughs> so good that's one of my favorites yeah yeah but uh, that's my pa- to be honest my passion with, with music music is uh, in my car i listen to hip-hop yeah when i'm out of the club i listen to house yeah sure. house tech house techno yeah. That, those are my two. So you've been to a few rap concerts? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I went to the game concert when... He's uh, one of the few I haven't seen, actually. Bro, he's epic in concert. He drank a litre of vodka on stage. Of course And, like, did. cracked the bottle so everyone heard it was, like, legit. Yeah. Um, I saw him, like, five years ago, and I got super-duper high. Like, way too high. Yeah. Like, I was smoking weed, and we rolled, like, 13 joints and walked in. Yeah. Um, and I, at one point, like, later on in the, in the concert, I was just like... Oh, I can't even be here anymore. But the music was too good, so I stayed. But Game was like one of the first rap concerts I was at. Um, I've been to Wiz Khalifa, 50 yeah. Cent. Um, My first know. one was 50 Cent because I wanted to see Little John, who was supporting. That's right. Dude, that was his first tour in Australia because I remember yeah. that. Um, have, you, yeah. have you heard of some guys from Kansas City, Missouri called Chris Calico and Tech9? No, I haven't. Techno- I've heard of Tech9, of course. Tech One of the awesome. best energy concerts you'll ever go to. Cool. He actually played here about six weeks ago. I didn't tell my best mate that we were going to it because I knew he probably wouldn't have come. So I said, <laughs> I said we've got mandate on Wednesday night. Amazing. I'm taking you I'm him for along. dinner. He's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Like, we're going to billboards. He's like, why are we going to billboards on a Wednesday? I'm like, no, nah, hey, something mate, special there. And it was like, it's actually just cool. Very interesting to see the so, crowd progress over there. So I've seen him like four or five times now. That's mad. So but, I do um, the same with, with my friends. Like, I'm heavy into trap music. Not mm. trap, not your trap hip hop music, yeah. but the electronic trap music. Yeah, Some right. people like think RL it's, Grime and that, like, that kind of shit. Like, ex- yeah. that, exactly that shit. Yeah. So, Floss is like, those guys. Like, I don't my think favorite. you heard me. <laughs> so, anything you can chuck your hands off like that and just yeah. bounce to, like, I'm yeah. a huge fan. People think it's fucking noise. And, yeah. like, Whatever, like, well, that's kind of like the gateway for me to go from hip hop to electronic, yeah, yeah. into techno. It, it is like going it is. to listen to that sort of stuff. It's the perfect hybrid um, between hip hop and electronic. Well. Yeah, yep. that that kind of vibe. Major Lazer. I love trap, and I've been I've been telling my girlfriend as soon as we get a good trap concert here, I'm taking you along. Yeah, I got my brothers into well, it, fu- my friends. Fucking like, book them, mate. That's all your job. No, I need to. I need a whole. <laughs> I need a whole other brand. Do a trap brand. I don't think like in in Melbourne. I feel like everybody I speak to and I say like, oh, do you like trap music? Like, nah, that's trash. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely fucking love it. And when you get in a mosh pit at a festival, oh, there's it, nothing like it. Yeah. There's nothing like it, and it is so much fun. You just get stuck in it. You get your shirt ripped. And you just start like elbowing people, but it's all in good fun. Like everybody's having fun, and it's just dirty and sweaty and it's epic the Run the Jewels guys are awesome as well I remember doing that Killer Mike uh, for that one in what's it called the exhibition no is it oh I can't think of the venue now give me something not the forum Palace yeah Pal- yeah yeah Yeah. did you go no no it was electric energy I don't think I run that venue Trent, anymore, we're going to go to a trap a trap show right. um, we'll find something we will I want to go I want to get fucking weird on the dance floor alright all right, so enough about um, all the fun hip-hop and rap that we can go on about for hours by the sounds of it. Yes. But now it is time for the staple final question on this show. Now, Uh-oh. if you've done your homework, listen to the earlier episodes, you might know what's coming. Uh-oh. But here it is. I'm Pretty simple but not simple. If you could ask anyone 
from any time, any question, living or dead, who would you ask and what would you ask them? <laughs> now, I'll give you what an example that I've used before. It could be... Can you, you help ask, me out with what your previous guests asked? Uh, no. You have to uh, listen to those at uh, soundcloud.com slash trendtonoff or trendtonoff.com. Yeah, we'll do, mate. Um, so, for example, it could be... Uh, Ash, let's ho- can, can we host a trap gig? <laughs> or it I could be... Um, hey, he'd be keen. Noah, did you really build the ark? Or something like that. Whilst you ponder that question... Yeah, um, please. Give me give me a little bit of time. Uh, so, just to follow up, you can find Mr. Gidluber at Gidluber at Instagram, G-I-D-L-U-B-E-R. He's yep, the director yep. of fun at the Petting Zoo Festival, um, which you can also find out more about that at We Are The Zoo. The Timbiard, which we discussed about earlier, at the underscore Timbiard, and also at Elite Image Events to see all the awesome events that these guys um, have not only ran, but also have coming up. Jump on their website. It's actually done very well and gives you a great indication of um, not only what these guys are about, but what they've got coming Shout up. Shout out Michael Blau. Which he does all our design work. Killer. Fantastic. Um, EliteImage.com.au. Uh, I've given you probably about 40 seconds there to think Oh, shit. I wasn't even question. thinking. I was kind of distracted. Yes. Get off the vape, mate. Okay. <laughs> and the question can't be, can you fill up my vape, Trent? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, you got flu, bro? When can we eat the I'm pizza? <laughs> um, but yeah, so any question, any person. I feel like time. I should be asking some like really profound shit, but it's probably just gonna be something like could be Tupac. Like, what happened on the streets, bro? <laughs> nah, he's still alive. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Tupac, where are you? Yeah, Tupac's still alive. Uh, man, I feel like I should be asking some deep shit, but like, mm. I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of a simple person, so... Who, who really won the race to the egg between you and your brother? <laughs> I was out first. I think he came out like quite skinny, so... Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, there you go. Yeah, I won the race. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know, we might have to go to a break. I need, I could, you've got to give me a bit more time, you can't put me on the spot. It's such a broad... Question. It is, but I just gave like three minutes of pumping you up. Yeah, I know, but I was, I was, I was kind of in awe of you giving me <laughs> a pump. I was like, that's really nice, Trent. Okay. Um, no worries. Well, um, whilst you did that, uh, people can find earlier episodes if they haven't listened to them, uh, featuring Shannon hands down Lawrence Maroney, um, as we talk about their Township Rebellion gig, um, and some of his, I guess, growing up in the Melbourne scene at Corova, Tramp. Um, and his relationship with Lee Boy plus uh, interactions with fans. Uh, episode two, Beck Grenfell came on and we had a great chat with uh, Beck on Smart Gal Saturday where we went into depth about how her background as a neuroscientist relates to her life as a techno DJ um, and how neuroscience can help people with motor neuron disease and dance movement therapy. Um, and of course, today we've been lucky enough to have Gid Luber on from Elite Image Events who's told us all about his wonderful uh, career booking different artists and all the wonderful festivals he's worked at around the world. Now, enough for the stalling, sir. Uh, yeah, also before I go live, just a big shout out to, to Trent Bice over here. Always been a loyal festival goer. You know, admire him for. Victim for di- of the Fang. Vi- vi- victim of the Fang. <laughs> I saw actually a t shirt you were wearing the other day. What was the, what was the Fang t shirt? Full Fang in it? Yeah, just full Fang in it. Love uh, it. I saw Jesse, that t shirt. I was like, what a fucking. Jesse Lindsay got me that for my uh, birthday a few years ago. Apparently, that's an image of me on the front, too. Dude, I need that t shirt. If you can, mate, I'll sell oh. it as merch. I need that t shirt. Well, let's get it we'll going. Make it happen. <laughs> but yeah, just, you know, admire your work, you know, delving deeper into the music, into all this kind of stuff. So. Thanks, mate. Appreciate kudos it. Kudos to you. Bring your um, next and time. Julian, thank you for, yeah. for being our audio 
engineer here as well. Yeah, you big into um, it. Uh, check out Julian um, and all the great. If you want to hear good psytrance and sounds of the future, yes, 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 perspe- yes. Look up perspective on SoundCloud. And it's Julian and his good friend Oscar, and I don't even know how to describe the vibe. Perfect stranger, just, but more if you want an orgasm, Avalon. You look yeah. him up if you like psytrance or that prog sci. Get on to perspective. Okay, now we're still enough. Shit, Come mate, on. I'll stop, mate. I li- I'm on one track mind, mate. Like, once you once you talk, I'm just honed in and then I stop thinking, so... Okay, well, I'll stop thinking. Should I, should I ask my girlfriend? Maybe get some advice on, on what I should be asking? Uh, is no, that allowed or is that is that a no-no? No, I think that's cheating. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. ask, no you go, it's not, if it's not um, who wants to be a millionaire, there's no asking of the audience. There's no phone a friend? No, you go 50-50. <laughs> <laughs> All right, double down. All right. If you want to ask Okay, me, I've been asked... If I could ask a question to anybody in history, dead or alive, any question, what would I ask and who would I ask it to? Yeah. I feel like I've stalled long enough that, you know, I'm going to come up with something cool, but honestly, I've still got nothing, bro. (laughs) I've still got nothing. So, come on, Gid, like... That's not that. It's not that hard of a question, is it? Surely, like you, bro, you put to, me on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> that's the whole point of the last forty-five minutes. You seem to be okay with the last few. Yeah, I know. It's a yeah. Okay. Well, before we before we get to the question, um, I want to do like a few uh, ticket giveaways. I don't know how do you want to do it. Should we what? do like a, a Facebook for, like for, share tickets for what? Petting zoo. You want to give you want to give away. T- I'll give you a few. Tickets. Yeah, I'll give you a few petting zoo tickets to give away to uh, the lovable uh, listeners of the TB podcast. Bloody oath, mate! Shout out. Okay. Trentoff.com, we're giving away a few petting zoo tickets. Righto. Listen to the man. Okay, so what do you reckon we, what, what should they do? I reckon they should, uh, you have to go to, the, if you go to the SoundCloud, Trent on off. Yep. And you have to like this episode with yep. Gid Luba. Hello. <laughs> you subscribe to the TB podcast on iTunes. Yep. And then you share our Facebook page of the TB podcast. Let's do the first three. Those three? Yep. Yep. Perfect. And the first three people to do those three things, free petting zoo ticket. Done. And I'll be the one who dishes out the tickets. Lock and load it, mate. There you go. That easy. So, okay. Anyone who's listening? I think this might be a start of something special. We might do a little giveaway each episode. Oh, you've got stuff to give away each episode? <laughs> okay. okay. All right, mate. No worries. Um, you might want to sponsor it too. Yeah, Build me a nice big studio as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, okay. If you uh, subscribe to the TB podcast on iTunes... Like this episode with Gid Luber on SoundCloud and share the Facebook page. First three people to do that, hit me up and you will have a ticket to the Petting Zoo on December 15th at Yarra Park. Boom, boom. Cool. Now, please answer me the question. If you could ask anyone from any time, any question, who would it be? I'm about to ask my Uber driver where the fuck my Uber's at. (laughs) (laughs) Not God. How did we get here? (laughs) <laughs> no, definitely not. I told you I'm a simple person. Mm-hmm. Simple needs. And uh, my Uber Eats hasn't been delivered and it's been like 45 minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, thank you very much for being Trent, here today. It's been an absolute fucking pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, Julian, thank you. Um, and hopefully I get to come on here and talk again sometime soon. One last custom that Julian has just reminded me that we do is uh, thank you for coming along. This is not a sponsored segment. But I like to get a nice bottle of vino for my guests. Oh, you are a legend. But I do like to relate it to something they're involved with. So cool. this one, we've got a bottle of Cab Sav. 
Mm-hmm. How do you think this one will relate to what you're? I already know. With? I knew what it was going to relate to before. Yeah. So what, actually, what no, you, I didn't know. What is now, it? Now, yellow tail. Yeah, oh, it's got to be animalistic petting zoo. There's the bright orange kangaroo on the uh, on the label on the head. That is the one. So uh, this thanks. is fucking beautiful. Thank you so Let's much. Friend. We this might is make really you nice. um, pop the top off that before you leave, though. Well, mate, we're popping the top right now. <laughs> Have a listen. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you, Julian. Thank you, Gid. Trentoff.com. Thanks everyone Trent for listening. Trentoff.com. Everybody follow, and share, subscribe. This is the man. Win a petting zoo ticket. Let's go. I love yeah. techno. Abrigados. Vamos. Thank you all once again for downloading this week's episode of the TB podcast. And obviously, a big thank you to Gid Luba for giving us his time and coming in and also giving us those three tickets to the petting zoo to give away. So, just to recap, the way that you win those tickets is you jump on to the TB podcast, which is now on Facebook. So share the TB podcast Facebook page, which you will find the TB podcast dash the techno beat with Trent Vice. Once you search it, it'll come up. There's a picture of me looking all goofy. Um, That's where you'll also find all the photos um, that we discussed with each of our guests as well. The ones are up there with Joey Connor, Shannon Hansdown Maroney, Beck Grenfell, and also today's episode with Gid. Um, So again, to win those tickets, like and share the Facebook page. Go to SoundCloud and like this episode with Gid Luba. And then finally, subscribe to the TB podcast on iTunes. So once you've done all three of those things, send us a screenshot. Let us know uh, by messaging us on the Facebook page of the TB podcast. First three people to do that, you will have yourself a petting zoo ticket valued at about 110 bucks, which is on in the middle of December at Yarra Park. Any questions, feel free to, uh, again, send me an inbox. But thanks for listening. We've got a big episode coming up later this week, which will discuss some huge events going on around Melbourne. So listen out for that one. And now to finish out this week's episode on what we hope will become a fun tradition here on the TB podcast, we have a feature track from good friend of the pod, Joseph Connor. This is his remix of Somersault's Lights Out. It's now available on Beatport. I just forked out the three bucks for it. It is worth it. It is worth the listen. Somersault's been doing great things. His release is there with a couple of other remixes as well. But obviously our good boy Joey, who helped us out make the theme, he is wrapped about this. He got some great feedback from Sasha over the weekend who enjoys the tune. Everyone, get on there. Give it a download. Have a bit of a listen now and enjoy. Joseph Connor's remix of Somersault's Lights Out. Thanks again, team. And don't stop a rockin', baby. Peace, love, and rainbows. Ow, ow, ow! Abracados! Vamos!
Yeah.